Hello and welcome to The Discomfort Zone, the podcast that gets you comfortable with the uncomfortable. On today's show, we talk about overdoing it and share some very interesting anecdotes from Muscle Max. Muscle Max, yes. Muscle Max. We talk about keeping your ego in check and the importance of a rest day. And we think just how accurate is your Apple Watch. Hi, Jim. Hi, Nadeva. Good to be back. I know. Here we go. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm fine. (laughs) Fine. I'm fine. Which Which also stands for... Yeah, we've discussed this. I, (laughs) I always say I'm fine, but I think fine to a psychologist stands for fucked up insecure neurotic and emotional or you're just fine and that's okay for today too i do feel fine i have a still have a bit of a broken finger but fingers but (laughs) other than that i am fine deves how are you I'm okay however i think i've woken up this morning with tonsillitis no Oh, God. Actually, do you know what? <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Like, it actually, it really hurts to swallow. I feel like I've got needles in my oh, throat. Oh, good. She <laughs> can't <laughs> swallow. Thank God for that. Because the swallowing is horrendous. Do you know what? Maybe I'm just going to give you permanent tonsillitis. Uh, then maybe you won't but, swallow. No, then it's maybe. Really bad because the doctor says if I get it again this And I know this isn't a medical podcast, but the doctor says if I get it again this year, I've got to get my tonsils out. Great. Maybe it'll fix your swallowing problem. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe. maybe. You have Maybe my tonsils are too big. That's why. It's like every time you swallow, they're like banging together, which is what that awful <laughs> noise is. <laughs> Although I should also say that you did appear in my house before and opened my cupboard and said, can I have one of your turmeric tablets? I think I'm, I've got, I'm feeling a bit run down. To which I replied, yes, but one tablet is not going to fix all of your problems. And you were genuinely shocked at that. <laughs> people oh, not yeah. one thing is not quick fix maybe you should take a rest do you want to tell everybody what else you pill. did at 5 a.m mm. this morning with your so-called tonsillitis which is why i don't feel sorry for you i may or may not have woken up at 4 20 to go to barry's boot camp shout right. out to 20s. thanks jake yeah so you woke up feeling unwell and went straight off to yes. push yourself as hard as you could push we... yourself yes i have issues <laughs> yeah one wow. day we need to talk about that but have you never just thought okay maybe i should take a rest yeah tomorrow's my rest day yeah, but that's a planned rest day if you're not feeling well no i know but i tell you the truth is i had already paid for it and if i wasn't gonna go then that was 21 pound 50 down the drain okay, okay. so 21 pound 50 is worth more than your health so you value your I health at £21.50. I also thought that I might be able to sweat it out. That is more logical, but I think that's you telling yourself some kind of way of justifying oh, 100%. going. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to go there today. I think this is not a thing that you face I alone. Like I don't think this podcast is turning it around on me no, no, today. I, well, I think you it's... have an issue, Nativa. I do think have you are facing things. I think the same thing would be lots of people listening in will say, sometimes I go to work when I'm sick. Sometimes I go to class when I feel like I should stay at home. Sometimes I push myself too hard. and Sometimes I overdo it. I don't think you're alone. I can. I do that too. Do you do that sometimes, Gemma? I mean, I went to the gym every day that I had chemotherapy. So you tell me. I definitely yes. overdo it. In fact, I can tell you a quick story about overdoing it, which is one of my favorite stories that when I finished chemotherapy, I decided I needed to do a half marathon to, right. I'm sure you remember this, yeah, to do a yeah, half yeah. marathon 
just to prove otherwise. And I had this really great plan that I wanted to wear a t-shirt and on the front, it would have like a picture of me now and on the back so anyone behind me it would say I just kicked cancer's butt and then I had this like real lovely vision of everyone would run past me go oh go on girl you're amazing see this is where I go with I need to be constantly validated anyway the week before the the half marathon and I had got three friends to do it with me and we had started training it was actually really fun had to take a break for training to have my surgeries kept training again they'd never run we did it all together it was like we found this like our tribe our crew we were running every morning at 6 a.m and then the week before i ended up in hospital with flu on an iv drip and i came out of hospital four days before the run and i remember mum being in the room and i said to the doctor or maybe mum said to the doctor, she's she's mad. She thinks she's doing a marathon on Sunday. Can she do one? The doctor was really unhelpful. And he was like, she feels all right. <laughs> and obviously mum's like, shut up. Have I mean, I was, beforehand? I was in an IV and I did run it. And I basically said to the, my friends I was running it with, okay, I think I'm just going to do like the first 5K with you because we've trained really hard. Then I'm going to stop and I'll just walk off. And so every 5K, they were like, okay, are we done? And I was like, no, 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 another five. And then we did another five and then another five. And yeah, and then I completed it eight weeks after I'd finished all my cancer treatment. So do you know what? Yes, we overdo it. And that was a ridiculous thing to do. It was. And I and I was there with mum's camp saying, Gemma, please don't do this. You're going to push yourself too hard. Look yeah. up, love yourself. We love you so much, please. Yeah. But it's one of the proudest things I've done. So... Just like me going to Barry's. No, this morning. you can't be proud of going to Barry's for twenty one pound fifty. I raised six grand for charity, mate. What do you do? Oh, nothing. she showed up for yourself. Yeah. And the, this is the everyone's got their own ba- battles, right? And everyone's got their own things they're facing. That's no, it's true. the fear of um, letting myself down. Do you think that. you would let yourself down if you didn't go to Barry's? Do you really believe that? Unless if I was genuinely like could not get out of bed, I wouldn't have done. I'm very good at listening to my body but this was like it's just tonsillitis just a little throat infection you convince yourself this is worthwhile this is okay so you think we need to be in today's day and age like literally on the floor crawling around on hands and feet not not able to function that's me to (laughs) i I I think think people do think like that i think it's a cultural thing like i come up against this a lot in work people feel like they cannot stop People have to work so hard because life is tough. I'll put it out there. And actually society makes life financially very tough Mm -hmm. and all those extra things. But there's something in the culture of almost glamorizing overexertion and striving and pushing really, really hard. Like Like I just did. Like you did. (laughs) I think we're just just stupid. We don't think. We we just keep going until we physically cannot move. And that's the and that's the danger. Yeah. And I'm talking about this, and I've d- and I do this too. There was a phase in life where I pushed myself so hard to achieve something I really wanted to achieve, whether it was my personal, or my professional career, and my qualifications. Yeah. Or earlier with my fitness goals in life, and I pushed myself ridiculously hard because I was striving for something, and it comes from that place of I feel like I want to be good enough, and I want to make it. And I got a point to prove. Yeah. And I think you had a point to prove that one, Gem. I think you yeah. wanted to say to yourself, I'm now well enough to push myself. That story's behind me. This is a different story I'm going to tell myself. I remember explaining it. I had a massive argument. I think I had an argument with my boss about it. And he was coming from a place of like, I care about you. And yeah. I was saying to him, you don't understand when you have been told for the last year 
all the things that you can't do or that your body won't let you do all you want to do is say like fuck you I can do this like I can be better I can be stronger I'm gonna win I'm gonna beat whatever this is that in the time was cancer but I guess with the run it was just okay you're telling me I'm not able to do this I am going to do this I've been told so many times stop take a breath you can't go here you can't go on a plane you can't be near gems whatever it was and so that for me was just I need to do something I need to prove I can and you did it and I did it and should I say it? I'm gonna say it and I beat my husband yes <laughs> Oh dear, Daryl. <laughs> so there's times in life, and you're going to be listening and thinking, there's times in life where I've got something I need to really strive for. And I think there's also times where, like you said, it's also okay. You were then trying to convince Nadeva the opposite of what you said, that actually there are times where if you're feeling unwell, don't overdo it. Can you slow down? It's about the reward, isn't it? The risk and the reward. At that moment in time, you're saying, well, is it worth it? Maybe this is the time to rest up and not push yourself too hard. And you're saying this was a, there are some critical moments in life where you're trying to prove something to yourself. Like, yes. Like that moment for you, Jim, where all of us were very worried about you. But this was more important to you. This was extremely important. It was yeah. defining who you thought yeah. you were. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Are you okay, by the way? <laughs> I we guess. haven't asked you. Are um, you okay? I'm I'm good. I'm um I, I had a bit of a trauma last night, so I'm still recovering from oh my God. from my trauma. Oh what happened? Well no, good news, and I think we're trying to also practice what we preach in this podcast. Yes. So the practicing what we preach part is that I now have a home gym in my garage. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Very good. Oh very my. impressive. Very impressive. It so happened that the stars aligned. And we were looking for, my wife and I were looking for a treadmill for the garage so we could, she could run particularly while the kids were still sleeping upstairs and not have to be outside the house. Good tip. Very good practical tip. So yes, this was all about exactly. how do we make things easier, not yep. harder for ourselves. And it so happened that we managed to get them from our neighbours, a free treadmill and a free um, cross trainer. Dreaming. Good neighbours. Very good neighbours. Good tip, better neighbours. Good neighbours. So now we've got that. Here's a good tip, I've, get good neighbours. good neighbours. They are, we've got very good neighbours, we're very lucky. Clearly. So we got them free, but of course we needed them moved from our friend's house, uh, from our friend of a friend's house. So we got a man with a van to bring it over. We'll call him, his name is something very similar to Muscle Max. Muscle Max. Muscle Max. Very strong, big guy. And he helps us lift it. And I get some mates to help me lift this really heavy, um, uh, treadmill into the back of the van bring it into the back of the van get the lip over and then he needs to take a breather this big muscle guy how old is mm, i'm gonna say 50, 50 plus okay. yeah okay. and he's and he's breathing heavy and he's got that flush look in his face oh, where God. your red your, your <laughs> neck and your head starts to go bright red and we're thinking you're okay and he goes oh yeah i'm just recovering from a chest infection and <laughs> i'm like oh god okay take it easy he takes a breather we get the rest in and then comes to the next piece of kit we have to do another journey for it so we get the cross trainer to do it he starts to lift that up and he stows even more bright red and then has to sit down because his eyes start doing that thing where your eyes start not focusing oh and he god. then goes oh yeah by the way i'm i'm recovering i'm still recovering from my heart transplant <laughs> fuck and and by the way, he starts saying in that heart transplant, I also, um, I also had two strokes. Poor oh guy. Oh my god. Poor guy. And then he said he was in a coma for two weeks as a result as well. Oh my god. And now he's back helping us. 
And so I said to him. He decided that was the best career to go into. Muscle Max. I was very, very worried for him and very, very worried about him. And so I remember saying the words to him. I said, I said, I said, Muscle Max, you've got nothing to prove. Muscle Max. I said, Muscle Max, you've got <laughs> nothing to prove. Muscle Max. I did say Muscle Max because he was proud of being Muscle Max. He's right. a very strong guy. He's part of his identity. Okay. But I said to Muscle Max, you've got nothing to prove. We'll get it from here. And took it. And he went away safe, okay. And we now have our gym. But my gosh, I was so worried last night about you. I really hope you're okay. You were left fine. Thank goodness. But um, oh my God. please look Jeez. after yourself and love yourself, people. He really pushed himself very hard, maybe when he didn't need to. Oh, my God. We would have been okay with, it's too heavy for me. It's not a job for me. Um, so Did he know where he was moving before he came? We did tell him. He said, could I have a bit of help, please? And I took that as a bit of help. Well, like, more, a, like a hand. More manpower. <laughs> more manpower. Not, I don't want to lift, thank you. Oh, dear. Um, so oh, my God. That's over, scary. Overdoing it and pushing it is the theme here. But okay, also, yeah. Matt's got a home gym. Yes. So, <laughs> so, you do. Yeah. Two weeks spent in company with Gemini, and you now have a home gym. It's amazing. Winner, winner. Yeah. Guys, if and you're I've listening. been consistent. I really have been consistent in my. So maybe we'll do a thing in a, in a future podcast about an update from me. Um, because, yeah, you've been very helpful and instructive with, with me. So let's Smashing hope. the wool sips. Smashing the wall sits, yeah. Arguably yeah. the only thing you don't actually need equipment for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't need a treadmill for wall sits. Uh, You're doing them all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just seeing Matt squatting yeah, and like going, falling uh, off the back. And back on. Have you ever seen that when people come and support their dog and they put their dog on the treadmill? No. Yes. Yeah, that's a good Yeah, one. it's quite a good thing. Because dogs naturally will keep that. going if the floor... Uh, my dog probably won't. He'll probably, <laughs> he just, like, he just he'd probably fly out. But yeah, people, when they can't be bothered to put their dog... Um, to walk their dog right. I've also seen videos of people when they they genuinely get in the car and slowly just drive and the dog just walks out the window no, stop yeah. it I think you probably do that on like a farm not on like stop the it. A41 that's no. horrendous yes we've Sorry. got little we've got little children and so um, you just hang them out the window <laughs> <on a lead. laughs> little, our little daughter can go no she's not going to go on the treadmill um, but she's very fascinated by it she thought it was very fun to did see. she yeah she loves hang- she loves gymnastics. She absolutely loves. So we've got rock. We've got the uh, gym rings, gymnastic rings in there. Yeah, yeah. Her favorite thing to do is swing on that. It's a lot of fun. A lot, She's got a lot good of upper body strength. They yeah, make kids do. Yeah, little yeah. kids anyway. They do. They're yeah. really strong. Kids are really strong. You see them on these like videos, hanging or flipping or doing pull ups at age yeah. three, and yet that us the adults can barely get our head above the. <laughs> I want to say what we did the other day in the gym. We, we finally do? found something that Jem can do and I can't. Oh, yeah. What's that? Oh, my God, I'm better. One thing Normally, that Jem can do no, better. No, no. So we have it, two oh, very different strengths, I would okay. say. So in terms of, like, strength, I'm probably stronger upper body and Adiva's probably stronger lower body. Except for pull-ups, but that's by default because of your spots. Yeah, pull-ups, I have a medical issue, so that's not my fault. Yeah. But I am, and I mean this truthfully, the most inflexible person I've ever met. Psychologically or physically? No. Psycho- <laughs> both, actually. Psychologically. Okay, so like how we've got you to get a home gym. Yeah. I'm yet to fully be sold on the psychologist thing, but I am open. That's great. That's a that's a great thing. It is. We're talking. But the inflexibility, I am talking more about my body. Like, okay. I find it very hard to touch my toes. Part of that is when you lift weights for a very long time, you shorten your muscles. So... Like bodybuilders, it's why they look like they've got no neck and their arms sort of 
hang out by their side. Everything's so short. It's so tight. You're kind of tearing, repairing those muscles. So it's not very conducive to them being like a ballerina or a gymnast. But Nadiva, on the other hand, sort of just can cartwheel around and do a handstand and sends me all these ridiculous reels. Also hypermobile. Yeah, but you should send me these reels on Instagram. Like, we should try this. And it's like two girls doing like a headstand, like with one hand on the floor and the other hand like scratching their belly. Basically twister. Yeah, wow. literally like human Upside twister. Down twister. Yeah, can't be doing that. So, but yesterday we did a My mobility challenge and you had to sort of not use your hands, cross your legs, sit down, get onto your knees, come onto the floor, get yourself back up again. And I was better. I couldn't do it. She I could not get up. I think it's because you've got such long legs. I, You've got more legs to get up. Have, look, I've deceivingly <laughs> tall. I don't have long legs. I have a long How torso. How tall are you? Five five. That's not deceivingly. That just means you're. Five. Like, my legs aren't long. Neither am I. I've got tiny body. legs. I've got a really long, long torso. That's all. Not, it's not talked about enough, is it? No. What long torsos? <laughs> length of torsos versus length of legs. Yeah. No. So, well, I so, was going to say it's because your legs are so long, but then clearly it's just because you're shit. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I was I trying to, like, really get you out of that hole of saying... Um, so what's the... Comp- so, okay, well, I'm going to be curious here. So between the two of you, Constant there's, like, competition. this... There is this competition yeah. going yeah. on, I can hear going yeah. on. How does that play out in a helpful way? The, and how does it play out in an unhelpful way? Does that happen? Well, I said this on to yesterday. So yesterday we filmed a special episode about the trek that I'm doing, which we'll refer to on future episodes. But one thing I did say to Nadia yesterday, that she keeps referring to how much I eat. In what kind of way? But not in a negative way. No, but like I, I, in that that I eat a lot. Or like when, what do you say? I say that every time you call me, I'm eating. Or every time yeah. you see me, I'm eating. She's always, whenever I call her on the phone, she's eating. So then I it got a complex. That I call you always that, at lunchtime. <laughs> maybe, but then I was thinking, okay, is that not competitive? But then I'm like, maybe uh, am I like a pig? Am I eating all the time? I don't know. No, you you eat enough. I think it's. You Flip, don't. Like, yeah, okay. But moving on from that. Um, yeah. So we're back to the comparing a bit between each other. Yeah. Do you challenge and push each other? Yes. Yes. But like, yes. So, but even on that, it's sort of like, oh, what have you eaten today? Kind of thing. I think there's a there's a comparison and like a competitiveness in some yeah. ways. And in the gym setting, yeah, I think we're competitive, but I actually think we're quite different in the gym. Do you think? In what way different? Like I would, I like in terms of like what we train. I'm more cardio. Yeah, and I'm much more weights. Yeah, but then I, like I could probably cardio. go for a longer run. Yeah, like I could be more of an endurance runner, but I like to train heavy, and you like to train more cardio, hypertrophy, yeah. higher reps, get that heart rate up. What's hypertrophy? So there's a few different ways of training. So if you are looking to just like. If you're, let's say, overweight, you've got a lot of fat to lose, you'd mainly train like in cardio. So that's kind of really high reps, 20 plus reps, running, sprints, hit, all the kind of things that you see um, in, I guess, a cardio room in the gym. Hypertrophy is somewhere in between. So it's when you tend to do sets of around 12 to 15 reps. And so your heart rate is high. You're lifting a weight that's heavy, but not so heavy that you can't, manage more than six or eight reps you're ranging for 12 to 15 reps but your heart rate is high so it's kind of in a fat burn state 
So it's a mix between cardio and strength. And then strength training is when you do lower reps. So let's say you're aiming for between six to eight reps of something and you're trying to go as heavy as possible. You might even go for people, you might hear people refer to it as like one RM, so one rep max, which is like, what is your ultimate weight? So you might be able to do one deadlift at 200 kilos. That's your one rep max. That's what you know that you can get one. Yeah, it could be impressive. You can get one out of. So I tend to train in that strength zone. So six to eight, sometimes 10 reps. Um, Nadeva, I'd say, would train more between the hypertrophy and in HIIT training. Right. And there is reason for that, and I will explain when we move on. Let's move Why, on. What's go on. Let's go. So, and I know it's, it's quite a controversial topic, but I get a bit obsessed with my Apple Watch. So oh, I like I see. to move, my move goals on my Apple Watch, for example, right? So that's however many calories, and I'm putting that in inverted commas, you can't see it, however many calories I burn on my watch. So the more I sweat, the more my heart rate is high, the more calories my watch thinks that I am burning. So the more my move goal moves around. Does that make this sense? This is an interesting phrasing, the more my watch thinks I'm burning. Because it's done on heart rate. Okay. And it's an Apple Watch, it's not accurate. Let me just put that into play. However... I like my move goals to move round. So I have to burn enough calories. Now, if I am not getting my heart rate high by running on the treadmill and sprinting and doing lots of reps, my move goal Mm -hmm. doesn't get as high as it would if I was doing that. And what happens if you haven't reached your move goal? Oh, it plays around with my head. But also I have... Wait, wait, wait. What plays around? What what head plays? It feels like I haven't worked enough. As you tell yourself, I haven't yeah. worked enough. And also, I am the type of person that if I I like to sweat and yeah. go red and <coughs> look like I've peed my pants because <laughs> I've sweat so much. You know that like... Just sweat everywhere. When you're not wearing black leggings and you're wearing a cardboard leggings, it looks... You don't I have feel like that issue. it's like, well, it's what Brits abroad look like. <laughs> really red and sweaty. Brits abroad. Yeah, you know, like if you go on holiday or you sit in like a... Shagaloof. Yeah, basically. And everyone's just very sunburnt, a bit sweaty, with terrible strap marks and weird patches. That's why I don't enjoy yoga. Because it's not high intensity yeah, enough for you. No, I get that. Yeah. I'm not a yogi. But moving back to the Apple Watch, is yeah. unfortunately, I have a number of my clients linked to my Apple Watch as well. So I can see what they're doing during the day. And if I see that one client has moved more than I have... I then have to make sure that I'm moving because I feel like they look at me as like the personal trainer. Yeah. Hang on a second. And I've had clients message me to be like, oh, I beat you today. Why have you only done five? Because they can then see mine as well. So this competition so starts playing out between all of you and really your clients. It's bad. So how do you leave the ego at the door? I don't. I struggle. Well, let's, let's work through this. Let's. Yeah. I think to all you listeners out there, <laughs> you know who you are. So that's probably the reason I don't have an Apple Watch because I would be obsessive. Like I have a Fitbit, but and, and for me it is good for one thing and one thing only. Step count. Step count. It is, they are not accurate. There are loads and loads of like research and documentaries of people tracking their, their, their wearables. We, we call them wearables, right? Like, so Like Whoop, I see all the time. Yeah, so Whoop is a bit more ac- Whoop oh, is a bit accurate. more different and I want to get one, but so I also I. have an... Inter- right, if okay. Well, why do you want No, but so this is... I don't think you should get one. I think well, it would I think fuck you accurate. up. No, y- yes. But then yes. 
the thing with whoop is you become you get put in groups so like any activity you're doing let's say you're going for a run it will then group you with other runners and then it makes you very competitive so you're constantly in competition with other people so i think you would just i think you'd go off in a spiral (laughs) It's I think you'd be like, Tim's done 20,000 steps. I'm, I'm. Well, that's why I hate going to, and I don't want to keep bringing Barry's up, but I hate going to Barry's with Arie, my husband, because he, well, obviously, because he's a man, burns way more calories than I do. And I'm like, hang on a second. I was struggling. I couldn't breathe on the treadmill next to you. Why have I, I've done 200 less but than But then you. why are calories so important? They mean nothing. I know it does, but it's the psych, when you're wearing it on your, wrist and you're looking and you're like my move goal hasn't moved around. basically Matt you need to turn around to me and say don't wear your watch for but a day we often, like, we well, often teach the same class right so we'll often teach a boxing class together right. we're not doing the class we're just moving around and shouting our heart rate is up oh extreme. and it will say that she's burnt 450 calories teaching and I'll have burnt 100 we're both wearing wearables. It's completely inaccurate. There are so many factors. The only reason you should wear it, right, is to track your steps. The reason I don't have an Apple Watch is I know I would become as obsessive as you. And I know that's not good for me. And I don't want to do that. So I won't. I think that's a good point. If you know that you are prone to be obsessive about things, I think you just got to be mindful about it. Because it sounds like it can drive you to drive you literally drive your body and your nervous system state to really try really hard. But it also sounds like unless you can work to find times to turn off that drive mode, Mm. there's this thing that happens in our brain called emotional hijacking. If you are focusing on something as a threat response, if it's like, I have to do this because this is so important, it starts getting into that threat activation. Your limbic system is turning, is switching on, which is your fight and flight system. If that's switched on, then you're going to be in this overdrive place, right? You also need times to to dial it down. Otherwise, you're in that high threat activation all the time. That burns people out. That exhausts you. So it's good to know that you can get there because actually we need to be there sometimes. If you're in real danger or if you're doing an athletic event and you need to sprint really fast, you want to wind it up real high. But then you need to learn how to dial it down as well. And that emotional hijacking bit that I'm explaining is that when your emotions take over, they can do the same thing to your brain and your nervous system. So your emotions like I'm not good enough or I'm feeling, yeah, those kind of strong things, those strong narratives switch on the same pathways in our brain. So I think it's, I can hear this playing out between the two of you and I'm thinking, yeah, okay, fitness watch helpful, but also maybe sometimes unhelpful. unhelpful, Sometimes unhelpful, especially if you can't then achieve, if you can't appreciate how hard you worked and what success it was that day, if the watch, if it, if success or failure comes down to the watch, that sounds like you're going to get into trouble. Mm. The thing about ego, because you just mentioned ego, um, the thing about leaving your ego at the door, which is a quite a helpful thing to think through, is that if you're going with an ego mindset or the emotion-based high, uh, mindset, there's already in your mind the narrative is: Am I winning or am I losing? Am I winning or am I losing? When actually, if it's a training event, you want to think about it as, I'm guessing, from, from a physical health, but I'm thinking from a uh, mental health perspective, I want to learn, train, progress, personal development. That's not a winning or losing thing ever. That's always looking after yourself and loving yourself. It's a growing. A growing place. Yeah. So you said, might you leave the watch at home one day? What would that be like to just to do a whole day of working out whether the watch isn't on? What would happen? 
I don't know, but I'll, I'll try it. Yeah, I I'll think that's a, a really good... T- in fact, in fact, let's put it out there for everybody because we get it a lot in our classes and more often than not, especially with boxing, okay? When you've got the boxing gloves on, sometimes it stops the watch and it stops the activity. And we've had it before that at the end of a class, they look at their watch like, oh, fuck, it's only done two minutes. I'm like... Would you want to stay for another hour and do it all over again? Because it hasn't recorded, and in their head they're like, wow. "If it's not recorded the on watch the watch, never lies. It hasn't. I haven't done the work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, and I, I get that. So let's put it out there for okay. anyone who struggles with getting obsessed with the Apple Watch. Let's all try, and I will do it. Not wear an Apple Watch for twenty four hours, or maybe not for twenty four hours. Maybe I'll say I won't wear the Apple Watch when I'm in the gym. No, twenty four hours. Why not? Well, I still like to count my steps. Can I not count my steps? Sure, whatever version's right for you as a listener. God, yeah. he, he's so much nicer, isn't he? He is. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I think, think Matt's scared of me. <laughs> no, I think he, no. What I'm trying no. I, no, I, I think let's start. I think slowly. It's, Exactly. I right, think that's okay, the point. Okay, that's fair enough. That's I'm the probably, point. Yeah, it's like okay. everyone do one more thing than you did before. Oh, yes, the that's one the percent. The We're one referring percent. back to the one percent. Do one. I will not more. turn it on in either a Barry's exactly. or a gym setting and at for, some point next week. Exactly. And for those of you that have, and actually, I'll prove it because I'll screen grab my Apple Watch, and you'll see over 24 hours it's barely moved. Oh, a big accountability. And and then be curious because that's the whole thing, you know, to try these things out. And again, it's not a win or lose scenario. Was it great or was it terrible that I turned it off? It's like, what happened? Like, what was it like to not turn off? And there'll be some feelings in there. Like, there will be the thought. I reckon it would be quite um, liberating. Knowing that I've still done a work and I know I've still worked hard, but the watch or whatever I was wearing doesn't determine how hard I worked. I think so I feel quite... Go in as a hypo- The hypothesis is... It's like an experiment, right? I yep. often treat things like new things in life are good things, good to try out like an experiment because that way there's no winning or losing. You're just trying to find out what happens. Yeah. So the experiment is what do I ha- What happens if I don't wear my watch for this workout? And the hypothesis you've got is I think it might be quite, what did you say? Liberating. Liberating. Therapeutic. Let's see. Let's how, check in next time. Let's how see. do you think you'll feel... If we do a workout, can I can I look at this challenge with a frame? Can I see your challenge and raise it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But we do a workout together. Yep. And we will do this this week. And I do put mine on and you don't. Okay. Do you think you'll find that hard that I know that mine gets recorded and no, yours doesn't? No, because in my head I'll be like, okay, whatever Gemma's done, I'm... Oh, so then similar. I shouldn't do it. Okay, we so should look both at... not do it. But I'm not obsessive with mine. No, or just do it, but don't tell me. Like, don't tell but me. But it wouldn't make you work. feel like yours counted and I didn't. No. Okay. I just, Interesting. In my head, I'd be like, okay, say yours says 300. I'd be like, okay, fine, roughly that. But that might I'll be. I'll use s- your data I see what you mean. for me. That might be for some people, whereas, yeah, some people might start comparing themselves. Yeah. yeah. You did a workout that counted and I did one that didn't. And I think, again, it's a false dichotomy. Of course, both your workouts counted in that moment in time. But it's interesting. It's interesting how everything gets tied into. What's the narrative you tell yourself? And so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about what do you say to yourself? That was a really big point, Mm. which you guys took the challenge on to think, what do you say to yourself in those moments? Mm -hmm. The next thing I think, which is all about ego, which we just talked about winning and losing. The next thing to think about is how do you speak to yourself? What's the quality of your inner voice? So like, are you going to say, 
um, that was terrible, I didn't do anything, it doesn't count? Or is there a kind voice that said, you did so good, or I don't have any evidence, I don't know what I did, but you know what, I'm really proud of myself. The tone, as much as the words, is important. So we're doing this self-love, we're doing this looking after ourselves. Oh, oh you God, can see it gives it. me a shudder. I know. It's hard, it isn't it? my anxiety, I can't breathe properly. It's hard. Which bit? <laughs> just being kind to yourself, just a bit. Doesn't it, doesn't come naturally. It's like a muscle. Treat it like a workout. Okay. So every time you rep self love, every time you say something kind to yourself, it feels a bit easier to do. But it is a hard thing to do. Of course, it's a hard thing to do. Of course, it's a hard thing to do because we've got so many other thoughts that come in that say, "Who are you kidding? Why are you doing self love? You're not worthy of this." Yeah. Or why are you doing this? Come on, we know really, really deep down, that's not true. So it's like a rep. You have to rep these things out. And over time, you start to convince yourself that, yeah, I'm great. Battle I'm worthy. those inner demons. Battle those inner demons. It's, and that's the thing. You never stop the fight. Never stop the fight. It's always there. The demons are always there. But some days they're just a little bit quieter. Right. Okay. I'm yeah. excited for this challenge. <laughs> are you? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm going to hold you very accountable. I to know this. you are. When we go to, oh no, I'm not not for Sunday, but when we next go to the gym together, you can take my watch from me. Why not on Sunday? Oh, I want to know how many steps I do on our trek. Why? Because I'm just really curious how many steps but I do. But I could tell you. Okay. Okay, so Sunday. Like her face is freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Like you're going to be in. No, because I'm already. Yeah. You're already panicking. That's ridiculous. No, I'm not panicking. About, no, because I'm. I'm actually really curious how the steps off on Sunday. And I can tell you, and so can all the other people. Okay, fine. So on Sunday, maybe I should say what we're doing. On Sunday, we're taking a group of our clients hiking, which is great for me because it's a practice hike before I head out. To my copper trek. Well, where are you going to hike? Where are you going Box to? Box Hill in Surrey. Very nice. Where, yeah. Just where is Surrey? How far away is it? Just it's a big place, but where we're going is about just over an hour oh, away. Okay. But Surrey's big ish. It's where the it's Olympic cycling team train, <clears throat> Box Hill. Is that right? Yeah. It's where, so basically, when you drive into it, there's just cyclists going round and round and round. You walk over the walking part, yeah. but the road up to it is called Zigzag Road because it's literally like the elevation is humongous. So, any cyclists out there looking for a good training route, Oof. Zigzag Road in Box Hill, Surrey is fantastic. Do so, we it's where the hike British team. Zigzag road? No, we walk over the hill right. and they go on the roads and the pathway. It's not like off roading for the cyclists. Um, it's great. I mean, it's very elevated. I mean, that's going to be a hard, hard work. Very hard work. I mean, hard I'm not work. a cyclist, so yeah. I'm not there. But what were we saying? So oh, yeah. on this hike yeah. Sunday with Sunday. a group of clients. Group of clients. Fit, fit crew. crew. Yeah. yeah. Because A, I need a training hike. And we also wanted to show people that you don't always need to be in the gym mm. to enjoy A, your workout, but B, you have a reset. Because what do you mean? So, I personally, if I go outside and I go into nature, 
I feel like a million dollars. I honestly feel so much better. And I do all types of different workouts. Like when I go on holiday, my favorite thing to do is not go to an indoor gym. I'll go for a run and explore on the beach or I'll, yeah, or like I'll take resistance bands and I'll go and do like a leg workout on the sand or yeah, anything. Anything that takes me out of the setting of being in a gym or things that I'm used to. Because I find when I do something a bit different or when I do something in a different environment, my whole mindset changes. And you need a bit of a refresh. It's kind of why you need a rest day because your body needs to reset, repair. Going outside to me is like a reset, repair. It takes me to a place that is really like refreshing. It really like, it really like changes my whole mental attitude. And so, yes, yeah, so we're taking people for a hike on Sunday. So I guess it's a rest or a reset day for some. Yes. It's going to be an emotional day for Nadeva because you are not going to turn that on. <laughs> In fact, you're not going to bring it. To be discussed. <laughs> okay, we'll discuss it. And, yeah, and it's going to be... A little more than you did the last yeah. time. Yeah. No, no, but well, you can't... Wait, going back to what you said about fresh air, we literally said this yesterday. So Gem and I went for a walk and prior to that, I was in Gem's house and we were discussing like different things we wanted to do with the business and our heads were like completely all scrambled. We just couldn't concentrate. We went out for a walk. Within 10 minutes, it was like everything became clear. Yes. Like the fresh air, just not only is it good for your body, but it just, and I'm sure you can... Oh my Give gosh. us some intake don't on that, me, but it really does clear your mind. Don't get me started on nature, outdoors, and our well-being. This is a six-part series. You like David Attenborough? I loved it. Who doesn't love a David no, Attenborough? Uh, no, no, no. Are you like him? Oh no, but he's I'm more not. into the animals. <laughs> but he's quite outdoorsy. He's ex- first, he's extremely outdoorsy. Oh, no, not David. He spent the last the ninety guy? years outdoors. He's incredible. Is a British institution. Uh, Bear Grylls. Grylls. How have you got them confused? (laughs) No, 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 no. Sorry. I knew. I said David Attenborough. David Attenborough. Attenborough, And then I realised, no, that's the wrong thing. That's animals. Bear Grylls. I'm sure it's a compliment to them both. Um, Am I like Bear Grylls? You know, one of my one of my career hopes later in life is that I get to be Bear Grylls. Get to be the psychology version of something like Bear Grylls. That's cool. My um. I've created my other hat that I wear is that I run a business called Ecosensory Therapy, where we help train practitioners in knowing the benefits of nature and how to work with it with their clients. So let's definitely talk about more about nature. And if you're yeah. listening in and you are intrigued about physical exercise in the outdoors, green exercise, the benefits of stepping into nature. Also moving into the summer. And moving into summer. Well, let's talk more about it. So even for instance, the thing you just spoke about. So you stepped outside and you began to have some, you felt like you felt felt refreshed in your clarity of thought. Yeah. yeah. But I think also the main part of that is because there was no distractions. I feel like when you're at home trying to have a meeting at home, you've got either a dog or a kid, or you've got the kitchen that you've got things that you haven't put away from breakfast. So you're just going to quickly tidy up and try and have a meeting at the same time. Or someone's hoovering upstairs like there's so many distractions whereas you go outside and yes fine you've got the noise of the traffic and the birds or whatever but it's actually clears your mind that's so you you are a genius oh thank you (laughs) fucking a yes you're very very finally oh my god do you know what you just described might have many issues but i am a genius you just described a very 
very, really well substantiated theory about why nature's so beneficial. Oh, so see, you don't need a six-year degree to do that. She could have done. She did it in literally like eight seconds. There you go. Attention restoration theory. Obviously, so that's, that's what you're going to say. say. Yeah, exactly. I just so, wanted to bring like, it down a level. Tip of your tongue. <laughs> There you go. Attention restoration. You're right. Actually, the way our... Okay, so very, very brief interlude. The way that all of our sensory systems was... The way our sensory systems were designed, the way we experienced the world was designed in nature. So, and that means the activation of our sensory systems is is actually in line with the natural world. So we respond really positively to the sound of the birds, the smell of the leaves, all those things. Conversely, we have not lived in an urban environment for much of our evolution, very, very recently. And the environment we live in is constantly, exactly, pings, alerts, um, your phone buzzes, the screen pitched on, the blue light from the screen, children's screen. These are alerting, alerting things for our attention. They're alerting, which means they alert us to it and they're orienting. We have to focus on it. So our attention gets distracted so many times it fatigues our attention systems. In nature, the sensory environment is so much more in line with what our bodies is more relaxing for our bodies. It frees up our attentional capacities. It restores our attention. Attention restoration theory, i.e. what Nadeva said. Basically. Basically, a.k.a. A.k.a. Nadeva's a genius. Yeah. But I think with that, we should put it out there to people that if you are doing work and you're if you're working from home right a lot of people are now working from home I know my husband does and he struggles he can't sit at a desk at home the whole time and try and focus so we do have a dog so every day he will go out and walk the dog for an hour and he comes back and it's just completely refreshed his mind and he can then get back into it the good thing about attention restoration theory if you go out into nature as well or a green space green or blue spaces so like water or greenery um, it not only restores it in the moment, it gives you a buffer. You can deal with stress better because what it's actually doing, attention restoration, is actually um, lowering your stress in your body. And your mm. stress, your intentional systems are tied together. So you're lowering your stress. So that means when you get your stressful thing in a couple of hours' time, you're going to be better able to deal with it. So get out. So you're hiking nature this yeah. weekend. Let's plug yes. it. Go, definitely, definitely go when you're Come along to this us. thing. Come and join you guys. Because it's going to do great things for your yeah. physical health, your emotional resilience, your stress management, your mental health. And genuinely, a few people said to me, oh, but if I come, I'm not going to get a workout in. Really? Yeah. And I was like, firstly, you will. it's tough. Secondly, it's okay to not do a workout in the same way that you usually do a workout. Yeah. And thirdly, if you want to stop every five minutes and do a burpee, you can. Yes, you can. Burpee we won't, station. We won't. Yeah, exactly. Like a burpee station. <laughs> but it's just station. a different type of it. Like challenge your body. Yeah. Your body needs to be challenged. Your body needs to be changed. You need to set yourself different goals. So why not? Like a walk. It's not a walk. It's a hike. Firstly, it is yeah. tough. Yeah. But same goes for anything. Maybe the physical benefit is different to lifting up dumbbells, but the physical and mental benefit for me far outweighs it because the next day i'm so much more raring to go can you imagine what's going to happen to me when i've just done six days camping in nature wow i'm gonna come back yeah i'm gonna smell that's true yeah i feel that we're all taking the train back so a few of us are taking the train back from it's in like scotland or northumberland same place nearly ish north 
different. Not London. <laughs> it's not as past Watford, fat nose. It's a train ride You're, away. Where, where are you going? You're walking along Hadrian's, Hadrian's Wall. Wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, the border between England and Scotland. Was the old border. It's, it's a bit of a distance between them Do you now. know that there is still a law? This is completely irrelevant. Um, and it's in common law that you may shoot somebody with a bow and arrow from from Hadrian's Wall on a Sunday um, if they, you feel like they are trespassing or endangering your life and you can't be uh, prosecuted. Eh. It's one of those random, you know, sometimes there's these weird That's random That's why laws. you bought the bow and arrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not there on a Sunday. I was, I was wondering why you're you are there on a Sunday. <laughs> I am there you on a Sunday. You are there on a Sunday. Don't go, yeah. If, if you've Don't ever double-crossed me, <laughs> do not come near me on Sunday at 11am by Hadrian's Wall because you are getting a whoop in the butt. <laughs> on that note, maybe maybe it's time to wrap this. Uh, maybe it's time to wrap this up before I get myself in more trouble. Um, but yeah, this was very insightful. Yeah, this and um, yeah. we've set ourselves challenges Good for challenges the week ahead. Week. Difficult challenges. challenges. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a challenge, but I think that's okay because I'm going to challenge you. Your challenge is looking after me. Yeah, picking you up off the floor. Well, I think as well, anyone that's going on the hike. Then maybe, maybe I'll do the same thing. Maybe the other challenge is because people have said to you, Oh, I'm not sure it's going to be a workout. Maybe the challenge is like, just what is it like? Go on it and then. But also come to us two days later and see how your legs are feeling and if you can walk. Okay. And then that would decide. But I have actually said this to a couple of my clients who said, well, I just, I'm not sure it's for me. I've said, well, push yourself. Be a bit like, be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Do the thing that you already are afraid of because it hasn't happened yet. And so it might not actually be that scary, but you just don't know until you try might be the best thing you ever did it might be the best case, thing you've ever did you turn around and you walk back to the car that's a really long way what is it not a loop if after 10 minutes you hate it you turn around and you go back the first 10 minutes are quite flat the 10 minutes are easy okay first right. 10 Ignore minutes me. if you hate it in the first 10 minutes then you're fucked that, yeah i mean no don't turn around and go back to the car okay you'll be fine keep going give it a we've try. got you give it a try our our, our finishing notes Give it a try. In Give it everything. a try. Yeah. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're about to step into, you're ending this podcast and you're walking into work, you're going back home, whatever it is, going to the gym, give it a try. Give and it a try. You've, you've got, got this. You've got this. Give this a try. Also, give this a like. And subscribe. And, and a subscribe. And uh, forward to everyone. And, and a anyone. rating and a share. And follow Dr. Matt Slavin. And follow what? Nadiva Gemafit if you're not. Follow the podcast on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Music. And or Apple Podcasts even. And we'll see you next time. We will Thank see you. you next week. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone.